to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Heads up. This episode was originally recorded under a different podcast name, so you might notice me refer to it. I brought all of the episodes here so that you can catch up on the party. Enjoy! Hello, athletes! Welcome to this episode of the podcast. (laughs) I hope that you are having a fantastic Monday. Well, if you're listening to this on the day it was released, otherwise, I hope that you're having a great day, whatever day of the week it is. There have been two topics specifically from past podcast episodes that kind of continue to show up in um, conversations and in coaching and um, questions I get and requests I get. So I actually wanted to dive deeper into one of them today. Um, Early on, I did a podcast episode called Fail More, Quit Less that was really popular. And inside that episode, I very briefly touched on this idea of micro quitting. But honestly, I knew it then and I decided to do something about it now. The topic can really use its own episode because it literally could be the only thing standing in the way of you and your goals. And you may not even be aware of what it is and if you're doing it. So that is why we are talking about micro quitting today. Because an underperforming athlete micro quits. And if this is you, I want to help you do something about it. Quitting is giving up entirely. It's like the obvious quitting. Micro quitting is all of the tiny, subtle, almost invisible ways that we quit on our goals. So I want to give you a couple of examples. I want to paint the picture of what quitting and micro quitting looks and sounds like. So quitting would sound like, I really don't feel like getting out of bed this morning. I think I'll skip training and opt for more sleep. While knowing full well that you got plenty of sleep, you don't actually need the extra recovery, you just don't want to do it. The micro quit version of this sounds like, I hit snooze one too many times, got up late, so I think I'm only going to do an hour ride instead of 90 minutes. So I'll warm up, I'll do five intervals instead of eight, written in my training plan, and then I'll cool down. So that's micro quit and quitting, example number one. Another way that quitting shows up, what it sounds like, is this goal is too big. I'm done with it. Remember, the quit is the giving up entirely. The micro quit version sounds like this. I'll get really consistent in my training eventually when I get a better bike and the right coach. Okay, one more example. This is my favorite example, actually. Quitting, the quitting version sounds like this. I'm not strong enough to make these intervals. I'm done for today. While the micro quitting version sounds like this, I'm not strong enough to make these intervals. I'll just add an extra five seconds rest. Actually, you know what? Let's make that 10 extra seconds of rest. So notice the difference. And by the way, these examples are straight out of the book of Vanessa. (laughs) These were my favorite micro quits. And I have more on that later. Remember, micro quits are the subtle opting out and giving up. It's subtle because you convince yourself it's not as bad as a full-on true quit. And it's sneaky because micro-quitting almost sounds logical. The reason it almost sounds logical is because your brain loves to strengthen the status quo. 
So you make some progress towards your goals and then you micro quit enough to stay in your comfort zone. It's just enough to keep that status quo. And it's actually more dangerous than full on quitting because when, at least when you do the full on quit, you can make a new decision and move on. Like if you don't get up in the morning to train, if you decide to sleep in, you can rearrange your your schedule potentially later in the day and train then. But with the micro quits, it slowly chips away at your progress because you convince yourself that you're doing enough, but you're not being truly honest with yourself and potentially with your coach too. So you're limiting your progress, but it's also limiting your self-trust and your self-integrity. And that's a dangerous place to be in when you're spending so much time in your training. Micro quits are these tiny acts of complacency where your brain, your brain's desire to stay in comfort completely overrides the other desire, which is to achieve your goals. And if you keep doing that, what can end up happening is that you get to the end of another season and you're tired and you know ready for a postseason break and confused and wondering, why am I still at the same level? Why have I not made the progress? And that will just lead to season upon season of you feeling like you're putting in the work towards your goal without actually getting anywhere, without reaping the rewards, without making the progress that you feel like you should be. So you're ticking the boxes, essentially telling yourself that you're training hard while subtly avoiding failure and discomfort. Because this subtle avoidance of failure and discomfort is micro-quitting. That is literally the definition of micro-quitting. When you know something might not work out or might be hard and you opt out of risk, that's you micro quitting. And so think back to those examples between the big quit and the micro quit. Each one of those was a subtle opting out of what could be hard or might be um, a failure potential. That's what it is. That's what micro quitting is. But my friends, your progress and your growth as a human and an athlete is found within your capacity to risk failure and feel discomfort. You've heard this before on the podcast. Just see how it shows up in a different way. When you micro quit, you limit your own potential for failure and possible discomfort. And this was me in all three sports for so long. But let me be really crystal clear here. I'm not like a micro free, micro quit free now. I didn't just magically erase all my micro quits, but I do it significantly less because now I know what's happening and I'm onto myself. I'm aware and I'm onto myself really quick. I no longer pretend like I have no control or choice in those moments. So one of the most important things I ever, ever, ever did for myself in my training was make a list of all the ways I micro quit on myself. Making this list opened my eyes to the behavior the habits, those things I was doing that were not in support of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up. They were not a reflection of the commitment that I had on my goals. So making this list meant that I had to come face to face with my micro quits and stop pretending like they didn't matter. And I'll tell you what, it was not easy, but it made a huge difference. So I decided I wanted to share some of my old micro quits with you. So I pulled 10 of them out from my list to share with you. And how I want to share these is first, I'm going to share what I did, and then I'm going to share why I did it. Okay. So what the actual micro quit was, and then why I did that micro quit. So first and foremost, I'm just going to share those 10. And as I share this list, I want you to pay attention, pay close attention 
Can you relate to any of these? If so, which ones, right? So there's 10 of them here. The first one, the first micro quit that I used to do often was I would adjust the number of intervals, whether it was swim, bike, or run. Adjust the number of intervals. The second way I would micro quit was adjust the target pace or watts or speed or any variation of the metrics. The third way I would micro quit would be to add more rest. The fourth way I would micro quit would be to not tell my coach about said changes. The fifth um, way, fifth version, the fifth example, that's the word I'm looking for. The fifth example would be to skip things like strength or mobility, which by the way, this one I am still guilty of and I'm working on it. Um, The sixth example of micro quitting was forgetting my post-session fuel. Number seven is I would be late have tardiness, which is a micro quit, by the way. Um, The eighth example was I would not talk about my goals. Like I would just keep my goals to myself. And I'm going to explain a little bit later how that's a micro quit. Number nine, how I would micro quit on myself was I would not make that next investment. So in whatever I was looking at, because of course in our sport, there's these investments as we continue to progress, whether it was like a new style of shoe or a nutrition choice or a coach or mentor, a camp I wanted to go to, I didn't make that next investment in myself. That was one way I micro quit. And number 10 example of micro quit that I used to do was I would confuse boredom with fatigue. Okay, so now you know what I did. Now I want to share why I did those things, the reason behind each micro quit. And pay close attention here because it's not going to be exactly the way that you think I'm going to explain it. So that first one, I'm going to go through 10, all 10 again. I'm going to tell you again what I did and why I did it. So the first one, remember I said I adjusted the number of intervals. The reason I adjusted the number of intervals is because I was believing the thought, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how many I do. So if I made it more specific, five intervals is as good as eight intervals. So I would adjust the number of intervals because I would believe the thought it doesn't really matter. Number two, I would adjust the target pace, watts, speed, whatever metric, because I was believing the thought I'm not strong enough to hold that. On the third one, when I would add more rest, the reason I would do that is because I was believing the thought I can't do this. I can't do this interval without more rest. Okay, on the fourth one, the reason I didn't tell my coach, that was my micro quit, not telling the coach, because I was believing my thought, they won't be happy with me or my progress. So I just wouldn't tell them. That's the action that came from believing the thought. Now, number five, I would skip strength and mobility. Remember the one I'm still working on because... I would believe the thought, and I still do, I work on this thought right now, is that the strength and mobility is not as important as swim, bike, run. The um, effect or the results that I get out of it is not as important as the swim, bike, run. Number six, forgetting post-session fuel. The reason I would do that micro quit is because I was believing the thought, you know what? I ate enough during the session. That's got to be good. It'll fill me up. It'll be good. I can get to my next meal. Something along those lines. I don't need additional calories right now. Number seven, when I was late or tardy, because I would believe the thought, I'm so busy. So many of us can relate to that one. 
Number eight, when I would not talk about my goals as a, as a version of micro quitting, because I believed, who do I think I am to have a goal like that? And number nine, when I would not make the next investment, it's because I believed the thought I am not at that level, as in the level that it takes to invest more. And number 10, um, when I would confuse boredom with fatigue, this is the final micro quit, it's because I believe the thought, I just don't feel like it. I deserve a break. So notice how I explained my why behind the micro quits. The reason I explained it that way is because the actions you take are always, always, always a trickle down effect from the thoughts you have. I did those things. I took those actions because I was believing thought errors. And a thought error is a thought that we have on loop in our brains unintentionally that sometimes we're unaware of that's influencing our behavior in a way that we don't want. So I was believing these thoughts that I just shared that were leading me to making the mostly unaware choice of micro quitting. Okay, so which one of those do you relate to? You may have the same micro quit, but a different thought error behind it or a similar thought error that leads to a different micro quit. I want you to take a second to think about your training in the last month. Think about it objectively, as if you were like a scientist collecting data. You don't have to report this anywhere, so be honest with yourself. In the last month, how and when did you microquit? And the best way to approach answering this question is to start with the choice, the behavior, the action, or maybe it's an inaction. Make that list first, because that's usually a bit more accessible when we're asking our brains questions like this. And then you have to dive deeper. Knowing what the micro quit action is, is not enough to change it. You can't just stop there. You have to be aware of what's kind of like lurking in the background, as in what are you believing that's leading you to making that choice? So here are your two questions in order to get really, really, really curious, scientific collecting data on your own micro quits. What are all the ways that you micro quit? And then what are all of the top thoughts that create the action of microquitting? The reason answering these questions is so important is because your microquits are your favorite reasons not to reach your goal. Okay, I'm going to say that again to make sure you hear it. Your microquits are your favorite reasons not to reach your goal. The sum total of all of your microquits are the reason why you haven't achieved or you haven't made significant progress towards your goal period. So in order to change that, you've got to stick with the question long enough to get to the core. What are all of the top thoughts that create the action of microquitting? When you know the thought that's behind the microquit, then you can really get to work changing your microquits into microcommitments. So for me, the most insidious, poisonous thought of the bunch of all those examples I just gave you It was the one where I thought, I'm not strong enough. I questioned that. Why did I believe that for so long? And did I want to continue believing that? I knew the result of continuing to believe that. It was just going to be more microquits because I've been there, done that. And I want you to think about it this way. In the same way that the sum total of all of your microquits is the reason why you have not achieved your goal, when you shift that, the sum total of your microcommitments will determine your goal achievement. 
So for me, my micro commitment started with questioning and challenging that I'm not strong enough. And instead, I worked to build belief in believing that I am a high level athlete and my potential is untapped. That's the shift from micro quits to micro commitments. And you've got to come from the actions into the beliefs. Catching yourself in the micro quit, not doing it, and then micro committing, micro committing instead could be the only thing you do differently that takes you all the way to your next breakthrough, training session, race, PR, whatever it is. Because that breakthrough is a direct result of you doing the work that's at your growth edge. And your growth edge, my friends, is where your micro quits are currently. I want you to think on that this week because that's all I have for you. I want you to go find those micro quits and turn them into micro commitments. And I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.